Yesterday I did something new and exciting for me, which was, um, so we were told that uh, a group of about 400 alt-right, um, henceforth referred to as Nazis, were going to come to Washington, D.C. and protest in front of the White House. And uh, <laughs> there was also a counter-protest that was organized basically at the last minute to tell those fuckers to go the fuck home. So I, living adjacent to Washington, D.C. now, um, went to that with my uh, friend who works with my husband. She lives here now. And, um, oh, hi, Suzanne, <laughs> who is a listener. Um, <laughs> so bringing our grand total to at least 23 listeners. There's dozens uh, <laughs> of them, Jessica. Dozens. <laughs> yeah. You know, ironically, <laughs> we might have as many listeners as there were Nazis who actually showed up. <laughs> It was so pathetic. Like there was, there were like thousands and thousands, like as you were approaching the park, like the streets were just full of counter protesters with signs ranging in, um, entertainingness. There's a better word for that that I can't think of right now. Oh, those are the um, best part. Yeah. There were some really good signs and some mediocre signs. And there was like one weird guy standing on top of a van, uh, with a gigantic banner that said that male circumcision is genital mutilation, which, I mean, regardless of your position on that issue, like, it wasn't really about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not why we were there. But um, the one thing that I didn't really see was actual Nazis, because there were so few of them. And there were like, there was, um, there were barriers. So the Nazis had maybe... God, it was, it ended it, there. I think on a map, their area was like a sixth of the park. And then half of it was devoted to the counter protest. Um, the counter protesters more than filled their half of the park. The Nazis <laughs> surrounded a tree. <laughs> they all fit under the shade of a single tree on the other side of the park because there were only at the most about 40 of them. And probably a lot fewer. Nobody has exact numbers, I guess. And, and of course, nobody has exact numbers of counter-protesters. But, like, it was really hard. Like, <laughs> like we were all, like, we made our way to the barrier um, for our side of the park. And we were, like, standing on our toes and craning our necks to try to see, like, anyone. We could basically mostly only see police. So, I think we won. Yep. <laughs> but, um, but... Needless to say, there was definitely some fuckery going on um, aside from... So there were only like 20 to 40 of them there. Um, in the days leading up to the protest, we had been hearing rumblings that the um, the Metro, the, the organization in charge of it, which I don't know how you pronounce that. Like it's W-M-A-T-A. Do you say W-M-A-T-A? That's a little awkward. Anyway, um, that they were going to... Uh, have a special train or train cars reserved for these assholes um, for the safety of the public. And the union was like, uh, no. <laughs> the union, uh, which is 80% people of color, which runs the whole system, mm -hmm. did not like that idea one bit. So they promised that they were not, in fact, going to do that. They would get no special treatment. Um, and the Nazis would just have to ride public transportation like everybody else. Well, 
um, when it came time for them to actually get on a train, they locked up. So the first, um, Susanna and I went to the, uh, the station that we knew they were going to be departing from, and they had locked the gates. They locked everybody out of the station, except for the Nazis, a few members of the press, and a whole bunch of the police. And um, so that small group of people were the only people they were allowed in. They got on a train. That was their special train. We were promised that wouldn't happen, and it fucking did. Our taxpayer dollars at work. Yep. <laughs> the employees were not happy. Like, there were a lot more of them um, around than usual because they had to be prepared for this sort of thing, and, like, they they, <laughs> they were not happy campers. The, uh, the one silver lining out of this is that... Um... The display of police force and all of that shows that um, the message is getting through that you should, in fact, fear for your life if you are openly a Nazi in America, despite the fact that they're the only ones that have killed anyone so far. Yeah. Um, But still, um, fear is good. (laughs) And it does seem like enough of them got the message and stayed the fuck home. Yeah. Um, So tonight's topic um, is a bit of a heavy one. And we were supposed to have a nice bullshitty one last week. Mm -hmm. um, But then I had an unexpected emergency, which we won't go into. Um, So uh, maybe we'll get to that one eventually. Uh, But tonight we're talking about... What is and isn't free speech in light of a few current events? Right. Um, One current event that is not a part of this is Twitter finally deciding to kick the Nazis off their platform because they emphatically have not done so. Right. So um, last week, at some point, um, Apple decided that uh, it was finally time to delist um, a bunch of Infowars podcasts from the iTunes directory, uh, Apple podcast directory. <laughs> uh, no, screw it. iTunes forever. Yeah. And a, uh, everybody except Twitter followed suit. Um, so, uh, Facebook and, uh, competing, uh, podcast directories like, uh, Spotify, um, and, uh, Overcast did this a week prior, um, and the uh, the most recent episode of ATP was basically all about uh, just Marco um, talking about his uh, timeline of doing this, so um, I'll link to it. It's an interesting listen, because he obviously made the right call like a week before Apple did it. Um, Although, honestly, there was, there was no time that would have been too early to well, delist yeah. a bunch of Nazis, but... Right. Um, so, uh, the... the uh, the things that came up after that are were this uh, the question of was this coordinated and no it was a uh, chaotic domino effect basically Facebook and Spotify were afraid of being the first mover you know right. so they let Apple absorb that um, <laughs> and it makes them look terrible because all of the out of all the companies that delisted them Apple's the only one who is not dependent on ad revenue for anything yeah the broader discussion of course is. Um, 
is being delisted from someone's private platform, a violation of the First <laughs> Amendment. Um, and of so, course, it fucking isn't. But. Right. The long answer is no. Yeah. The short answer is also no. It, it absolutely is not. Nobody is compelled to allow you a voice on their platform. Um, the city, uh, well, the city or whatever, I guess the district of the district of Columbia <laughs> was um, basically forced to allow, although technically, I guess not. Um, I mean, it, it uh, other governments other than the federal government, which is really the only entity to which the Constitution specifically applies, except insofar as there are some, you know, the states can't abridge rights that are granted to you by the federal government or whatever. Anyway, in theory, <laughs> I guess DC could have been like, no, fuck you, but they weren't. Everybody's very afraid. Um, the governments are, uh, in, in this country are, for the most part, pretty afraid of being seen as curtailing free speech, even like public universities sometimes, which uh, would, I believe, be on even more solid ground to say no fuck off to any such groups um, that were uh, although in in that case, at least they're usually invited to campus. Like, I I don't know how usual it would be for for an organization such as Unite the White. I mean, right? I mean, uh -huh. right. Um. <laughs> uh, well, in uh in uh recent years, uh, so um, two uh examples I could think of uh, that happened to Rutgers specifically was um. Students protested both a uh, appearance by uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Is that his name? Um, Close and, enough. Yeah, uh, the Gamergate asshole. Who, by the way, when he was banned from all these platforms, turns out doesn't exist anymore. So it's so great. It's like it works or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the other one was uh, Condoleezza Rice, who actually probably would have been an okay speaker. She's not the worst of the right wing and this was before 2016 but still um you know students protested and the university said fine we'll find someone else to speak you know universities do uh go back on it but even then those weren't really like rallies or assemblies yeah. those are speakers but it is pretty super that deplatforming totally works um so it's pretty nice that apple was the first domino to fall um they had the the courage to you know, tumble themselves over. I'm imagining a, a domino with arms and legs right now, kind of leaping. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody, you know, can see the picture inside of my head. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure that these people are sobbing into their Cheerios about how Apple is violating their First Amendment rights. But like, nope. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, full text of the First Amendment um, and... Before I read this aloud, I want to um, preface it with, I do not deify the Constitution or the Founding Fathers. They were no. all extremely problematic. In fact, the least problematic one might have been Womanizer with actual skeletons in his closet, Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> because at least the womanizing appeared to be consensual, if not ethical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like... Dear Lord, we're going to have to do a Jefferson episode at some point. Um, but the uh, the text of the First Amendment is, in full, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right of the people peace, 
peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. That's all of it in one big semicolon run-on sentence. No, it's a perfectly cromulent sentence. That's not I, how people the talk. The queen of semicolons <laughs> <laughs> would assure you. Um, <laughs> I guess, so I guess the rally, uh, the attempted rally this weekend was uh, to petition the government for redress of grievances. The grievance being there's too many brown people in this country. Or if anything, but, um, it was just, uh, at the very least, it was an expression of the right to assemble. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they were pretty peaceable because there weren't enough of them to start shit, like... Unlike last year. Yeah, um, plus that was... So Charlottesville is a very different place than D.C. D.C. has way more people... Of, well, way more people, period, but also way more people of color um, and way more people who... Uh, upon hearing of such a thing coming to their town, <laughs> will hie themselves to the park and hold signs saying, Nazis go home. Yeah. So, I mean, the first two words, or first few words, Congress shall make no law um, about all of the subsequent things, does does imply that this is strictly at the federal level, um, Although I don't know to what extent uh, D.C. gets to be the federal government and to what extent it gets to be a city. Yeah, that's very it's a little, complicated. <laughs> it's a weird one. But so, yeah. you know, they decided uh, they didn't they didn't prevent the Nazis from, well, all all, you know, 12 of them. Right. <laughs> from showing up. Um, any other um, any private entity, any for profit or nonprofit organization um, can absolutely uh, say, no, you can't do that here. Also, of course, there's the whole thing about if you yell fire in a crowded theater, that does not constitute free speech. Right. And there's a strong case to be made that saying, I would like all of the Jewish people in this country to be murdered is um, maybe shouldn't be protected speech. Yeah. And I'd be okay if that were not considered <laughs> protect. Like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, fire in a crowded theater thing is also um, also gets back to uh, Alex Jones and Infowars because um, what they have right. been doing for the past however many years it's been has been accusing school shootings of being faked by the left to something something gun laws. Yeah, and this is again an example of how conspiracy theorists like this are the most fucking starry-eyed optimists in the world. You really think the left can get its shit together enough to do that successfully and not have anybody, not have there actually be, like, you know, emails that are leaked? I think we have a problem with leaking emails on the left. Yeah, I mean... The... <laughs> Come on, it's, the, it's the Democrats in the U.S. are... So do not have their shit together. And I think 2016 really, you know, <laughs> showed, I mean, showed we, the that. <laughs> we couldn't elect the most competent woman in the world running against the biggest fucking buffoon in the world. So I think it's pretty clear the Democrats do not, in fact, have their shit together. It is very much a part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's just absurd to think that they could organize anything at all. Yeah, but and and in fact, I was just watching um, a recent. I guess it was actually last night's last week tonight, because um, they did talk about the attempted rally um, in D.C. But but 
not only is that insidious in that the people who actually like watch that and like absorb that information as if it were true, like believe all kinds of nonsense, but people in general, um, because astroturfing, he did a whole segment on astroturfing is so widespread. Like uh, there are uh, just a lot of people out there who, when, whenever there's evidence of something that they disagree with, like, like, they might be out there thinking that, you know, thousands of people in the greater Washington, D.C. area were paid <laughs> to right. appear. And it's like, super not like who, first of all, who, ha although I guess they say George Soros pays us like I think he so he has a lot of money, but I'm not sure that he has enough money <laughs> to pay all of the people who turned out um, to oppose Nazis yesterday. Yeah. Um, and the benevolent billionaires are most certainly on the right. I mean, they literally created the Tea Party out of thin air. Yeah. That's like 10 years old now. That, oh, my God. That's history. No one even knows what <laughs> the hell is. that is anymore. That's so depressing. <laughs> uh, so, um, but actually, that gets me to uh, the other topic for tonight, which is... Um, Kind of a difficult one that uh, YouTube is starting to walk along, which is that um, a while ago we mentioned when they announced they were going to start putting um, links to sources on videos of uh, conspiracy topics. The point being that, you know, YouTube is like where all of this shit really comes from. It's not from the Apple Podcast directory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, um, so uh, I saw a news piece on a BuzzFeed on, on their newly uh, created BuzzFeed news platform because they're trying to half rebrand from the fact that they uh, started out with only listicles. But, um, uh, you know, these appear to be uh, uh, coming online. And the only ones I found, um, at least in the kind of stuff I watch, is... Uh, just on anything moon landing related, they link to a Encyclopedia Britannica article on the Apollo program in general. Hmm. Um, but you know, I don't go looking for especially bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, like. <laughs> but I, I did, you know, do some uh, up next uh, clicking around um, and got into some ancient alien stuff, and they didn't have uh, articles on them. Um, so I guess it's either not there yet or um they don't consider that as high a priority as like i didn't check sandy hook stuff but it better yeah. be there first you know yeah um it would be nice for like climate change denial and yeah and i think that was uh the example in the buzzfeed article oh okay cool um, my my uncle has this whole thing uh, opposing the Flat Earth Society. Like he'll go yell at those people. <laughs> I should I'll I'll dig up a link to his whole thing. Um, he has a series of videos and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, there's there's my brother and his belief in chemtrails. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like there should probably be links to I don't know articles about what jet contrails are or just a general link on condensation right <laughs> like yeah because i mean um when i uh when i checked the uh, moon landing thing um i expected the link to be like the article debunking the conspiracy rather than just 
you know, factually, this is the Apollo program and it's a part of history, which I guess is the better thing to do because you're not even giving it the time of day. I guess. But on the other hand, I'm not sure how effective that is. I think it would be more effective to, to talk about how we did not, in fact, have the technology to fake the moon landing. We barely had the technology to actually do it. We well, categorically that's... did not. So but also an, an implementation certain... detail about the moon landing <laughs> broadcast was well... that they could... Uh, the broadcast didn't work right. So what was shown on television was a television camera pointed at a NASA screen. So, I mean, that would have been the easiest thing in the world to fake. And the, the quality is so bad on the original broadcast. Most of what you've seen has been, you know, like, uh, like not what was recorded off of the broadcast, but, you know, redistributed by NASA because it was not clear at all. <laughs> Mm, true and also um, um we lost the originals which is more like you know like, more, more of like um yeah uh, that that thing you know where uh, uh incompetence is more like <laughs> than conspiracy it's it super is that that i mean that is completely believable government incompetence but my god yeah we're missing moon landing tapes we're missing moon rocks it's terrible yeah well <laughs> We do have a fair amount of moon rocks, though. Uh, they actually, they uh, NASA will lend them out to certain, and I know this because my husband worked in such a lab. In mm -hmm. fact, he did. He spent a lot of time um, with moon rocks, well, moon dust, <laughs> and they had to send it back at the end. But they <laughs> they lost about twenty five percent of the dust in the course of their experiments. So it's like, do you send it back with a letter saying, "I'm sorry, I was unable to recover all of your dust." But um, anyway, so he, we actually went to the Air and Space Museum with somebody who was like a casual moon landing denier, and Ruben basically smacked him down with information about how moon rocks have certain properties that they absolutely, you know, to do with being irradiated. Right, and they're covered in tritium. Millennia, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, which, you know, earth rocks just aren't like that, and we have no ability to make earth rocks like that. Right. Um. So, yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, it would be nice if there weren't quite so many lies, professionally produced lies out there on the Internet. And some of them are harmless. Like, it probably doesn't matter that my brother and a bunch of other kooks believe in chemtrails. But, like, it pretty much does when people don't believe in school shootings, because one of the one of the best ways to not solve our school shooting problem is to continue to do nothing. And uh, so if a bunch of kids are dead, you know, you that's a pretty strong impetus to maybe do something. But if they're all fake, well, you know, yeah, just left at it again. And, and it's also a difficult thing because conspiracy theory is a thought terminating cliche. Um, so... Um, there are plenty of real conspiracies that did occur and have only been uncovered by the work of formerly labeled crackpots. Um, one active conspiracy right now, of course, is that global warming is a conspiracy. <laughs> and it has its own Wikipedia article in entitled Global Warming is a Conspiracy Conspiracy. That's delightful. <laughs> um, of course, uh, more doctors smoke camels um, <laughs> to go further back and uh, darker stuff, pedophilia rings in the Vatican and uh, I, some British bank. Um, you know, there's a lot of 
dark stuff out there that is, you know, um, for lack of better terms, a conspiracy. Um, and also history is written by the winners. We mentioned the founding fathers before and all their problematic shit. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of what you're taught as factual history is somewhere between incorrect, one-sided, and intentionally missing a hell of a lot of important details. So it's right to question. And, you know, mainstream news in America really sucks. Like, it's... Yeah, and it's getting worse all the time. Um, I mean, of course, there's there's a profit motive. And... That basically ruins everything. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. You know, there may there may be no malintent between the, you know, nightly um, black man shoots white woman story. But, you know, that's what gets the eyeballs. Yeah. Most white women are shot by their white male yeah. husbands, mm-hmm. boyfriends, ex-boyfriends, ex-husbands, you name it. People they know. It's extremely rare to be shot by somebody who doesn't know you. Yeah. Like one thing that's like really annoying me as an adult is that I've, you know, just in an area that I'm, you know, knowledgeable in, when I read something and like I see like a factual error that's not like a fact-checking thing. It's more like a complete misunderstanding of something, you know, usually technical. But it's right. like, so if you got this wrong, can I trust anything else you wrote? But also, like, all the people's words I've taken on things I'm not an expert in or, you know, that I've sourced to become knowledgeable in something, you know, like, what the hell can you trust? Yeah. It's it's really... um <laughs> It's really difficult to know, and with every media source cutting their editors, right? <laughs> like, not only are you getting more typos and weird grammar, like you're getting more highly dubious factual issues. Like, especially when it comes to like science writing, uh, nobody. Yeah, especially science and technical writing, or reporting, I should say. Right. Yeah, tech it's... writing is something else, but. You know, but it's just like, well, that's not how stem cells work. Well, that's not how DNA works. Well, that's not how viruses, you know, it just, you know, and it's also, you know, like, and, you know, some of it's, you know, like the crap that leads to anti-vaxxers and some of, some of it's harmless. Like, you know, you can't write a single uh, story about any fossil ever unless you find somewhere, some way to compare it to a Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) Yeah, but that that mostly only annoys you. <laughs> it matters. I I'm sure it does. But it doesn't actually hurt anybody unlike, you know, uh you should not ever use conventional medication because it all gives you cancer even if what you're trying to treat is cancer. Like although sometimes that's actually true because chemo's like super complicated. Cancer's hard, okay? Chemo is poisoned by design. Right. It's just the (laughs) goal is to poison the cancer more than the rest of you. Yeah. But But yeah, my my point is here is like, the only thing you can trust is, you know, what's peer reviewed. And, you know, Wikipedia is a decent enough source of 
things just because, you know, in order for something to not be taken down or frozen during an edit war, it has to, you know, have at least some sources. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so for some for some corners, uh, although, of course, the, the right wingers are always going to come out and say, well, Wikipedia has a left wing bias or like like Snopes has a left wing bias. I've seen that a lot. Like <laughs> the facts have a left leaning bias, which is I don't know what to do about that. Like, you know. Uncle you know <laughs> uncle racist is posting an article that is completely ridiculous and incidentally and also you know false but it much more ridiculous even than it is false and you post the snopes debunker and he's like well snopes is all lies it's like no 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 it's no it's no it's not <laughs> it's super isn't it's been around for like 20 years now yeah <laughs> more and it's a couple of people in their garage, like, probably actually inside their house, not their garage. But anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, one topic we skipped over because we didn't have enough to talk about was um, something millennial related. But an interesting thing that's happened as um, the boomers have discovered the Internet in apparently the last four years only <laughs> um, is that uh, they were the generation telling our generation while it was growing up to not trust anything on the Internet <laughs> because, yeah, you know, it was 100 like, percent cyber predators. Everybody on the Internet is actually a 50 year old man masturbating to you. Right. Um, but now sometimes that's true but yeah um, but now that that generation is on the internet they believe everything they see I know like anything that they think sounds <laughs> one thing <laughs> and, and anything but... that serves confirmation bias right anything that pones the libs I don't think they're cool enough to see pones no they're not the younger ones are but yeah like and and I, I don't know I mean, I mostly just block the family members who do that sort of thing. <laughs> I have so many, like my, I have quite a few members of my extended family blocked on Facebook just because not only do I not want to be their Facebook friend, I don't ever want to <laughs> see any of their <laughs> asinine comments ever again. Like <laughs> sometimes my mom will post something and one of the relatives that I haven't yet blocked will say something absurd. And then I'll see like a a, a thread, a comment thread after that with like, very obvious missing comments and i wonder like what the other family <laughs> i wonder i wonder what they're saying but not enough to unblock them i wish you could you can't um unblock and then reblock someone within a, you know a couple minutes i think you have to wait like at least a full day and i don't want to do that uh, if only it had a muting right um so on muting since that is a uh Twitter feature. Um, we'll land on uh, the twenty uh, funny tweet for tonight, which is not funny at all. Um, but it's just a uh, headline that reads: uh, "Alex Jones names his allies in the fight against the globalists," which I guess is a dog whistle that I don't know. Um, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and Twitter's Jack Dorsey. It means the Jews. Globalism means Jews. Okay. That's how they express the idea of Jewish people when they don't want to just come out and say Jewish people. Okay. Because, you know, the Jewish people own everything despite the fact that there aren't very many of them and they were wholesale, wholesale slaughtered in living memory. But, you know, whatevs. Yeah. Uh, Jack Dorsey of Twitter. Like, 
he's an obvious... So, I don't know for certain if he himself is a, a Nazi sympathizer, but he certainly behaves in such a manner. Well, he either is or he is harmfully ignorant. Right. Like, it might be one of those things where Mark, like, Mark Zuckerberg was like, no, he believes that Holocaust deniers are just wrong. <laughs> they just don't have all the facts. And so they're, you know, they believe these. And it's like, no, dude. No. Yeah. They're not just innocently incorrect about something. Right. They actively seek to do harm. Yeah. Other people are doing a good enough job dragging Twitter and Dorsey through the mud. So, um, we don't have to waste breath on that. <laughs> but uh, we disapprove, needless to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, for now, I'm not exactly taking my eyeballs anywhere else. Like, I understand the sentiment for wanting to do an exodus. But, like, it didn't work last time. Yeah, so I'm on Mastodon, and I've started, like, actively using it more in the past, like, couple of days, but I don't know. I mean, I just don't really do social media that much compared to what I used to in, like, 2012 through 2015 or so. Oh, you mean the salad days of app.net? Yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was also on Twitter at the time a lot more than I am now. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just don't. And I sort of miss that, but it's so, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it is super depressing. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Twitter has only gotten more mainstream relevant. Yeah, like, even if I switch to mostly interacting on Mastodon, I still feel like I need, like, so yesterday, when I was checking for information about what was up, I was not, I was not finding it on Mastodon. It was on Twitter. It was, I was searching hashtags on Twitter to yeah. see, you know, what was going on and where. Yeah. I mean, just like app.net, I mean, if we if everyone wants to go somewhere else to, you know, live tweet an Apple keynote, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but like, for real crap, it's still on Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, they have long since reached the critical mass where um, when you watch someone on TV, their handle is under them. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, boycotting isn't going to work. Um, ad blockers might though. Yeah, I mean they're doing their best. The uh, I guess the the APIs are shutting down starting I want to say Thursday. Yeah, uh, and they'll be gradually turning them off for over a period of seven days. But so that's gonna suck. Um, they really want me to use their shitty experiences, and I super don't want to. Yeah, they're all pretty bad. <laughs> Like even so, my experience of Twitter is using a third-party client, um, so I don't have their stupid timeline promoted tweet bullshit. I only have the terribleness that is the people I actually follow. <laughs> At least I've chosen that terribleness, or you know, it's just part of the world around me and is inescapable. Yeah, 
But the timeline's going to be like the only feature that uh, third-party apps have left until they're gone completely. Yep. <laughs> now, of course, there is a chance that they may start doing something. I mean, we did have a ray of hope when they deleted all those right-wing bots, but of course that was because they were violating their bot policy, not their hate speech policy. What hate speech policy? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's remarkable the things that people get banned for as threats or at least, you know, temporarily shut down or whatever, and the things that are totally fine with Twitter. Like, first of all, there's an element of, much like with the Apple App Store, there's an element of, well, this reviewer thinks that that's fine versus this other reviewer who thinks it's not fine. But uh, I don't know. It seems like their policies could use some work. Yeah. But I don't know, because, I mean, they've uh, already come down hard on the fact that um, because the president chooses to use Twitter that they won't ban him because he's the president so you know they've they slippery slope themselves like that's Ugh. never a thing but they made it a thing they managed to make a slippery slope yeah because because what are you gonna do you know this you know this person isn't meaningfully threatening iran with nuclear warheads you know so i mean but he kind of <laughs> pretty much he, he is though Right, but that's what I'm saying, you know, like, if that's what the president does, then the line is obviously, like, worse of that. So anything you do that isn't that is perfectly fine, and literally you can't do anything worse than that, so. Yeah, well, unless you're a black woman who says, you know, jokingly, or just as an expression of irony, kill all white men. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, even just, like, go die in a fire. Like, that yeah. could be considered a bannable offense if you are... A person of color or a woman of color or a LGBT person like who doesn't have, you know, 10 million followers or maybe even if you do, if you're not a white guy. Yeah. And they also had the thing where um, if you uh, if you changed your display name to oh a substring that contained Elon Musk, um, you <laughs> had to capture and phone verify yourself. Yeah. <sighs> fuck's sake but like you totally see other whatever yeah no it's anyway just, yeah it's just they're bad calls made by people who are making the wrong call whether it's whether they're intentionally on the wrong side of history or just really stupid yep and as usual intent does not matter nope. if you hurt people and they clearly do it doesn't matter whether you meant to or not. 